Welcome to the Stone Industry Podcast. Whether you're an experienced agent, new to the industry, a property manager or principal, join us in conversations with fellow industry peers. Stone Industry Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey in real estate. Good morning, everyone. This is Pete Mumford from Stone Real Estate. And on today's session, it's success leaves clues. So I'm lucky to have here in our studio today talking to Luke Cameron, who is actually head of growth for Stone Real Estate across Australia. Luke, good morning. Morning, Peter. Um, what we want to discuss so we could share some of the things we do and I guess some of the things, Luke, that you're seeing out there in the industry as you travel across Australia, meeting lots of principals. What are some of the observations you're currently making around the state of real estate, the size of offices, and what some people are doing well and maybe not so well? Yeah, good question, Pete. I think uh, the industry is full of a lot of cognitive bias, meaning that just because business has been done a certain way for a long period of time, it makes it acceptable for that strategy or, or way of conducting business to continue. So some of the things I notice is that uh, often the principal is the highest performing agent within an, within an office generating more than 50% of the revenue. The experience for the consumer is relatively average. Uh, Often the business is hemmed in by a traditional franchise framework. Um, They find recruitment difficult or aren't devoting the time needed to grow their their team. And these businesses tend to find uh, recruitment a real challenge. It is the biggest need within their business. And often they're not devoting enough time or resource to uh, to, to warrant it being the number one need within their, their organisation. These businesses often will trade in line with market conditions, which is why there is so much commentary around the market is doing X. Um, what we're noticing is businesses that are swimming against the tide uh, are, are contrarian in their thinking and they really understand the drivers of growth and what it takes to get to that next level of performance. So, Luke, can I just jump in there? Um, as you were saying... Great points, but um, what do you see on around the principles? And I guess uh, for most principles, if they're running a small business and they might have two, three, four agents, uh, sometimes I speak to a lot of them as well, and they're reluctant sometimes to train other agents. It does sound crazy, doesn't it? But they're reluctant because they think they may cut their own grass and leave and you know be a competitor for them. So on that vein, what do you see, and why should principals consider growing a larger business? And what do you think they need to stop doing and start doing to be able to get there? It's fascinating because I see the vast majority of the industry becomes very comfortable quickly. Um, and if you look at the history of, of any business, if you randomly look at um, you know an average performing business, the principal is the dominant agent. And if they're devoting majority of their time towards listing, selling, uh, managing vendors' expectations and getting deals over the line, at what time during the week are they focusing on recruiting and developing their own people? So the guys that have achieved significant levels of success, that's been a deliberate focus from the outset is for me to get to where I need to go as a as business leader, I need to be attracting, developing the best quality people and I need to devote the time to, to do so. And what is that, Luke, for, for again, this is giving guidance to principals that may be thinking I'm stuck in a rut or I'm the main breadwinner and I'd like to get a business to four or five million dollars. Um, and not be on the tools all the time and that I could have two months off a year and, and I could work three or four days a week, which we know is a terrible because we've done that within some of our businesses. Um, going on that fact, how do we get people out of that mindset to look at the bigger picture and what's possible to actually give them more security? 
I think it's easy to revert back to the activities that have got us to where we are now, be that a direct result from a listing or a sale. Um, that is a function of the business, but the business will improve through attracting and developing more people. And it starts practically with, it could be setting aside an hour a week to recruitment to identify who are the potential recruits within this market that we believe are aligned to our values, that we could help progress their careers and can add to the culture of our organisation. So it's identifying the potential talent map, creating a clearly defined plan around recruitment, designing what the first 90 days looks like once you've secured that agent and they'll become a raving fan. So as soon as we secure that first agent, other agents will be ringing to find out what that experience was. I think that's quite important. And, and again, a lot of experienced principals would already realise this and we're not necessarily saying anything new, but for new principals that haven't heard this, especially if you're coming from, I've just bought a business and now I'm the principal, master of my own destiny, and you certainly are, um, except for the bank, and they will always come knocking if you're not performing. So one of the good things is building a real, as they say, a real business is one you don't necessarily have a job in. And ultimately we want to help everyone whether you're in Stone or in, a, in LJ Hook or Ray White, McGrath, it doesn't really matter. We want to give guidance that we look at some of the things that have worked and we've seen through some bigger business, even bigger than ourselves. So, so part of this, what happens is, as a principal, as we said before, you can be worried about someone cutting your grass and they're going to leave. Well, it is about culture. It's about looking after them. It's about showing a clear direction and career path. So there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle. So I know when we coach a lot of our partners in our brand, and we do a lot of business work with our partners and showing them how to grow. It's not just teaching them to be amazing salespeople because most of them already are that, but we supply a great level of training on that. But, but as we said, Luke, it's not just teaching them how to be an agent. It's about how to be a better business person. So how do you see that, Luke, and what sort of guidance can you give to people? And I know what we do internally. I want to share a bit of that with people listening today. Yeah, for sure. So a function of the business is listing and selling. We're not dismissing the importance of that, but the businesses that experience the most rapid rates of growth, they've clearly defined what goes into attracting, developing high performers. And we, we refer to those businesses as agent services businesses, not real estate agencies. The industry is flooded with real estate agencies. So the typical scenario would be an agency with two or three salespeople, the principal's the number one lister and selling agent, they've got two to three hundred managements and they've been going for a long period of time and they've never broken through that level of that next level of growth. I find that fascinating. I find the science behind that really interesting. Why doesn't the majority of officers excel in this industry when we've got access to incredible technology, incredible brands, all of the information is out there? Why doesn't everyone perform it uh, at, at a high level? It's an interesting uh, comment there, Luke, too, and I think a lot of people understand this. I think as agents and principals, we're very confident in talking to the consumer. But when it comes to recruitment, we actually start to shake at the knees. I know when I first started recruiting, and I've probably recruited 40 or 50 people now, but when I first started doing my knees would shake when I'd make a call to a fellow agent. Crazy, right? But um, I know as principals we feel that, which is really weird. So obviously, you know, with Gina and our recruitment team, we make those calls and train people and show them how to do it. So sometimes it's great having a mentor. So if you don't have a mentor that's going to help, maybe get a fellow person that's not so emotionally connected to your business. It could be one of your other agents. Let them make the call for you. Listen to the dialogue. Guys, it is no different than prospecting for a listing, but most of us actually don't make the call. Um, would that be right, Luke? Most just don't make the first step. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there is a real fear around doing so. Uh, potentially, where, where I see this is 
where fee creeps in is if there's a in the cases where there's a lack of knowledge. So part of our role is to help train and give the confidence to business leaders to have an environment where they're confident to bring new people in too. So I think defining from a principal's perspective, what is our employee or agent value proposition? So we have confidence around how they articulate that when they meet with a potential recruit. But guys, today was to give you a little bit of information um, on how to grow your business. We, we're going to do a whole series of these podcasts that will come out. And probably the next one we're going to talk about recruitment and we'll get Luke and Gina on board. Luke's head of uh, growth in Stone and Gina's head of talent recruitment. Uh, these are sort of the things we assist our guys with and we help make calls for them and so on. Because we know that it is a war on talent, all of us, and we're trying to find good talent, whether that is running group education nights on why join a real estate brand or whether it's one-on-one phone calls because you're practicing, prospecting for a new agent or whether it's about what is your 90-day induction plan to bring them on. These are things we will cover over our series of podcasts. We'll also be dialing in um, other successful principals in other brands, getting their take on the industry, getting their take on how they prospect, getting their take on how they reward their staff. So we hope you do find this informative series. Before we wrap up this little podcast today, Luke, what other tips here could you give people listening in today on, on looking at analysing their business and thinking, where should I take this? Should I just stay as me and two people or how do I analyse what my market share should be? Yeah, thank you so much, Pete. I think this podcast is a trick initiative to uh, share ideas and insights into tips and strategies that are working through the broader industry. Uh, but one final thought I'd like to share is comfort and growth can't coexist. And if there's any way that we can help share ideas or strategies or philosophies uh, that with businesses that are thriving and growing please don't hesitate to reach out thanks luke thanks for your time today talking to us um, so everyone out there see what you can take away from today's session um, we also had a chat with or one of our agents was uh, doing a webinar for all our network today uh, tristan Rowland from queensland did a phenomenal job and i know he actually loves it where it's um one-on-one appointment so he's in his element um, obviously if you don't, there's a lot of online tools out there that you can do virtual inspections, uh, online auctions. If you're not aware of those, certainly look into them. We've been lucky because we had a lot of that already set up before, except for the online auctions, which we just moved to. But it is getting back to some of the old sales basics. One-on-one appointments, get the time with them, get the dialogue right. Um, certainly don't be too scared, though, of course, it is worrying at the moment and we do have to make adjustments in our business. So it, it is sometimes, I've said to people, it's better sometimes to cut on unnecessary cost hard and fast, twice as hard as you think you should. But I will certainly at this stage wouldn't be cutting back on things that are going to make you money on that, on that level. Um, and we're seeing a lot of that happen a, across the group. People are cautiously optimistic, but obviously making small changes that they need to to save the business and get more one-on-one appointments. So look forward to speaking to you in our next podcast. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Industry Podcast. To learn more about us, be sure to visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player, so you don't miss out on any future conversations with industry peers. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate our ratings on iTunes, or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to join us on our next episode with more information to inform and inspire you. Bye for now.